It's time for the Flagler Radio Business Report, a 30-minute roundtable discussion with local businesses. And now, your host, Kirk Keller. Good morning and welcome to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. I have a great guest in the house this morning. One of my friends, actually, that I've known, what, five or six years, probably. Uh, Megan Holder. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Um, You're welcome. I'm really fascinated about what you're doing. And you're now the director at the Brain Center in St. Augustine. Brain Train Center. Yes. I said that wrong. Yes. Oh, so, you're good. So maybe I need to go to the Brain Train Center. Uh, <laughs> For so, memory. <laughs> but, yeah. So tell me exactly, what is the Brain Train Center? Well, Brain Train Centers is a um, fran- basically a franchise across the country. Melissa, the CEO, has actually built um, – we have 13 offices now across the country. Um, she started over 10 years ago um, to help firefighters and other service members um, with PTSD. So tra- trauma, a trauma center? Is that what it basically it, it can work – well, it works along many different avenues. But that was the focus at that time is to help um, alleviate symptoms of PTSD. Uh, in a non-invasive and drugless way. So she has many military and firefighter family members. So that was a way that she started this. And then she's helped other women build these businesses because every center is a women-owned business. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So what does it do? I mean, can it help with, uh, I saw on the website, memory loss. So does that mean Alzheimer's and dementia? Because my mom, I think you know this, my mom passed away with dementia. Can it help prevent dementia or can it predict that you're going to be a dementia or Alzheimer's patient? It won't go along on those terms as to prediction. Um, it has There has been some research to show the slower, to slow the progress of it, but it's not a cure base. Okay. Because um, there's different reasons why, obviously, we're, wh- the reasons why people have the symptoms of Alzheimer's, dementia, and things like that. And um, definitely recommendation on that one is to make sure that you have a uh, second opinion on the reasoning behind their memory loss, things like that, because there are... Wait, other things that people um, show similar symptoms to dementia and Alzheimer, and it really isn't. So get a, def- a second opinion on those. So how do you do the brain scan? I just recently had an MRI and I had to go through this tunnel and the boom, 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 boom. Right. Is your system something like that? or No, that is more on like the $5,000, $7,000 scale okay. uh, with the MRI. We don't actually – the brain mapping that we do is called a QEEG. Um, it's an EEG of the brain. We're just measuring the brain waves. Um, so, so basically it's like the little stickers you see on movies that they put on your head and it measures your brain waves. Is that right? Yes. So it's, it basically looks like a swim cap with sensors and it's bas- it can be likened to a sleep study but while you're awake. All right. So what's it going to detect? So let's, let's, just, let's just pretend that I'm there today and I've got the cap on and you're pushing the button. Is it going to come back and say possible stroke, possible Alzheimer's, possible dementia? Uh, Kirk, you don't sleep a lot. <laughs> so it's going to be more of the symptom base. We can't okay. diagnose anything. Okay. Um, but w- the dysregulated patterns kind of correlate and match to different symptoms that we experience. So if we have a dysregulated brainwave pattern in the beta section, then we can kind of see, okay, they might be overly aroused or they they are constantly trying to use stimulants to keep aroused, that type of thing. Um, so so what, what do you mean by uh, their arousal in the brain? Does it mean my brain's overthinking or – if it's on, if it's working higher than what it should be, then it would be over aroused. But isn't that a good thing for your brain to constantly work and constantly think and constantly solve? While you're awake, when you're trying to problem solve. So what we're aiming for is to have the brainwave patterns work in a more regulated pattern so that they shift between the gears properly and they're in the right gear at the right time. So do I wear this swim cap, lack for a better word, while I'm sleeping? Is that where this comes from? Or 
No. So with our mapping section, um, it lasts maybe 30 minutes. We do six scans with the eyes closed, about a a minute and a half to two minutes each. And then six scans with the eyes open, about a minute and a half to two minutes each. Okay. Got it. So you're not actually asleep, but it can detect what your brain's basically doing when your eyes are closed, which would is simulating sleep sort of. Is that right? In, a, in, in essence, yes. You're not being stimulated by outside sources other than a sound. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I, I did notice that it said that ADHD is one of the things that can help calm down or, or not prevent, I guess, but, but work with. How does that work? Because I... Even though I've never been diagnosed with HDAD, my dad always used to say, you need to focus, you need to focus, you need to focus, which is basically what HDHD is. Um, uh, how does that help you by getting a brain scan? So not with the brain scan. So the brain scan is the initial part, the baseline to see what we need to work with, um, where the dysregulated patterns are, and then it gives us the information to determine which the protocol to use whether it be symptoms related to ADHD or anxiety, which can also have very similar um, symptoms, but the brainwave patterns are different because you can't focus, um, your memory is shot a little bit, um, or to some extent. So let's say I had some um, uh, psychologist shrink, whatever you want to call them, or MD say, you've got ADHD. If I want a second opinion, I would call the Brain Train Center to see exactly what my brain waves are doing. Is that am I understanding can, that right? We can present you with the map and show where the dysregulation is occurring. Um, and we can show you, you know, it may if somebody's been diagnosed with a certain thing, we we can see it may be matching up with that, or it may not, or it may have a mixture of different things that are are synonymous with the specific uh, diagnosis. But again, we can't diagnose until you know this isn't right. But maybe you should get a second opinion. Uh, aneurysms. Aneurysms are caused, I, I believe, from the lack of blood getting to the bl- brain. Is that something that it, it can detect that if your blood flow is not right for your brain? So we don't detect, um, we don't see an image of the brain. So the MRI and things like that is going to be seeing an image of the brain. This is basically just seeing brainwave patterns. Um, so basically like an EKG, we're looking at the lines going mm-hmm. across. This is basically what we see with the brain map is we see the brainwave patterns. We're not going to see an image of the brain or say, hey, you've had a stroke on this side, that type of thing. Um, however, we will see if the person had an injury on the left side, we may see an over- overcompensation of a certain brainwave pattern on the right side. So again, we wouldn't be able to see the image of the brain or the damage, but the symptoms kind of tell us where to move forward. All right. Also saw on your website, it, it's talking about mental health issues and depression. I do know I, I did a show several weeks ago uh, with some, a doctor and some psychologist that said that there's really no real way to detect uh, if a person has mental illness except for with a brain scan. Is that one of the projects you guys work with? So um, what type of brain scan were they talking about? Oh, they didn't go into detail. It was right. above my pay grade. <laughs> right. So there's there's different types of brain scans. So mm-hmm. with our um, brain scan, it's called a QEG. There's other brain scans like a spec scan. So they might be have been talking about that. Um, and depending on the training of the person reading the, the map, then they would be able to determine that. Yeah. So let's say I did come in there and I got my brain scan. Um, and let's say I, I don't is diagnosed. The best way to say that I was diagnosed with a mental illness. What's next? What happens next? Well, we have several clients that come in and that are on multiple medications, and they're looking for a different 
mode that's a healthier mode. I would right. Say, that yeah. doesn't add another medication that doesn't add another layer of side effects and interactions between the medications. So they may come to us and we're helping them regulate the brainwave patterns. And over time that changes the chemistry. So in how, the do, brain. how do you do that? Or is that a trade secret you can't talk no, about? No, no, oh, okay. this is actually, it's real time so biofeedback. Counsel- uh, is it counseling? Do you just, after they have the brain scan and you see that you, they got a major point here, do you sit them down and give them counseling? How do you get that? How do you get that graph to go down and level out to be normal like me? So it's. <laughs> I need to, I need to laugh on that one. Um, so we'll get you in for a brain scan and we'll we'll uh, validate that that claim or not. <laughs> um, so with neurofeedback, so mm-hmm. it's a real time biofeedback speci- specifically for your brain, and we use the map to determine which protocol to you and use, and it's a specific program to that person at that time. The map shows us the top four areas that are having the most dysregulation. It may not be the only four that are having the dysregulation Mm -hmm. but at that time and that's what we work with first kind of peel back the layers of the onion and then start working on the other layers and go through that so it's not an electronic fix you actually do have a conversation uh, a session with them that way or does the ball cap or or swim cap help fix the brain waves so the map is just the baseline measuring and that gives us information for the neurofeedback the neurofeedback is visual and audio aids um, to help retrain the brain. Oh, now okay, now I'm clicking the two part. Okay, yeah. got it. So, so it's kind of like flashcards with a little child when you're teaching them ones and ABCs. The flashcards is what kicks in the mode. Is that basically the same thing? Well, they basically watch a TV show that they enjoy, and the screen dims when it's measuring a brainwave pattern that's dysregulated, and it brightens up when it's measuring a pattern that's regulated. Really? So it's positively rewarding the brain waves that are functioning properly, negatively rewarding the brain waves functions that are dysregulated. So it's, I'd like to describe so, it so as so basically it's like almost like a muscle recall thing. Yes. Fantastic. Over time, your, your brain learns that if it's functioning in this way, it's getting rewarded. So it'll go to that more often. Okay. It does take time though. That is fascinating. And it's all, Clinically approved, FDA approved, and all that stuff? Or, it's not necessarily FDA approved. Because it's not they, a medicine? Okay. I'm guessing that's the reason. But um, they've been doing research on this since the 1960s. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, how did you get involved? So I met Melissa, the CEO, owner of Brain Train Centers, um, about two and a half years ago around that in a business coaching membership program and just sat and had a conversation with her and uh, learn more about the business and how it helps people in a non-invasive and drugless way. And as you all know, I lost my mother about 12 years ago, and I I liken that to um, basically being overly medicated and leading to her demise of making poor choices and things like that. And so I found it to be a way to offer a service to the community and without adding more drugs to it. Mm-hmm. So, What are some other brain train methods you guys can do and, and, and other – because uh, I, I got a whole list here. I hate to go through the whole thing. I guess I can just <laughs> stress insomnia. Uh, how do you work with insomnia? Because that's right. Up, that's probably my only weakness is I don't <laughs> is I don't sleep. Okay. And that is a major factor, too, because when we sleep, that's when our body heals. That allows us to have our brain heal as well as when we have proper sleep. But if we're not sleeping, we're not getting to that point. So we're making less less um, or more poor decisions because we're in a less um, op- optimized state so and i hope my boss isn't listening to this and i make poor decisions because <laughs> i'm up all day <laughs> no no um i mean this is how we f- we learn to function though right? right this is how we learn to cope and we learn to function over time and so this helps us to make um better decisions like there's 
um, professional sports um, quarterbacks even that even used neurofeedback to help them on the field. Really? Yes. Um, tennis players help them win the gold. In So I want to go back to the TV, yes. bright and dark, bright and dark, bright and dark. Bright is a good thing? Yes. Dark is a bad thing? Well, that's teaching the brain like this is not the right function at this time. Okay. So do you think we as humans today in our society, all we're doing is looking at a bright phone, a bright phone, a bright phone. Is that too much positive into our little brain? Well, that's, that's a tricky question. Um, because we're also going to look at it as like an, a dopamine fix. So we're also almost being addicted to this, this item. And then with the blue light, that's a whole nother discussion. That's, so that's a very good point. I never thought about that because yeah. people, uh, I do see people light up when their phone dings and they've got a message mm-hmm. or they got, a picture or whatever, and they grab that phone. They and so that that dopamine effect, as you said, when they pick up their phone and it's on bright, they're getting excited. That, but they're also getting that blue light at the same time. So, so tell me about the blue light. It well, we all it's a negative. It's a negative um, effect that we get from all of our electronic device electronic devices, and it affects our hormones. This is fascinating. Uh, Megan Holler, we're going to take a fast commercial break. We're going to come back with the Brain Train Center right after this. I really like Coastal Cloud. I'm blessed to have uh, you know opportunities to move elsewhere, but I choose to stay with them just because of the culture, the people I work with. I believe in what Tim and Sarah have built here, the type of people they are. I believe they do what's right, so I really like the people and the culture. Good morning and welcome back to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. Megan Holder is my guest this morning. Uh, she is the director at the Brain Train Center in St. Augustine. Got two locations. Yes. And I just want to back this up. Megan Holder and I have known each other for years. She is a friend of mine. Thank you. She follows me on fake book and I follow her on Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I am totally fascinated about the Brain Train Center. Let's talk about the neuro, neuro feed, neurotherapy. Neurofeedback. Neuro, okay. Tell me about it. Tell me how it works and why it's so important for us to monitor. Okay. So um, as we were talking beforehand, the QEG is the initial part before the neurofeedbacks because it gives us a baseline of what we need to work with and pull back the layers of the onion and stuff like that. But it's neurofeedback is a real-time biofeedback specifically for the brain um, to help us learn basically having our own brains teach itself through a software and a tool to work in a more better pattern or more optimized way. So it does this by um, positive and negative feedback on a screen. Um, The person watches a TV show. I basically liken it to Netflix and chill, but with your clothes on. Right. Okay. So the person watches the TV screen. They have one or two sensors on their scalp, and it's measuring the brainwaves at that time and it's responding to the brainwaves. So it rewards the positive or rewards the regulated brainwaves with a bright screen and a higher volume. When it's measuring a dysregulated pattern, then the screen dims and the audio lessens. So it's a negative response, negative reward to let the brain know that, hey, this is not, you're not working properly at this time. So could this method be a program or a way to program Potential criminals that, you know, might want to kill somebody or 
hurt somebody or rob somebody because that's kind of the, the whole method that goes through their brain from what I understand. Um, but if they, if they had their brain in the right area, would that help prevent crime? Maybe that is a very good question. Am I really stressing this? Uh, I don't like, that was a really good question. I think that might be something that would need further research. I haven't seen any research on that per se currently, but you know, I'm, that'd be a great study to do at the jail, but, uh, I mean, Rick Staley would say, yeah, come on, let's try it out. Right. Because uh, if you can train somebody's brain not to have evil thoughts or bad thoughts, not necessarily, I guess, evil, but bad thoughts, uh, that'd be a great way to go. Yeah. I, well, in that aspect, I think a lot of um, criminals and things, and we as people as a whole, is like we we do the best that we can with the what we're given. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody's had trauma in their life, they're in a specific, they're in that, their brain went to this fight or flight. So it's going to stay in this trauma right. thing for a while. And yes, neurofeedback does help with the symptoms of trauma to help regulate those brainwaves. Let's so. talk about trauma. I, I just introduced you to Trish from the Family Life yes. Center, from the Domestic Violence Center. Um, the, the people that mm-hmm. are in that program, is this something that could help them uh, recover from the trauma of being in a domestic violence, the children and the parents? I think it will, it, it has been shown to alleviate the symptoms of that. So um, less um, fight or flight response on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good book. It's, uh, it was written, I think, in the 70s. Let me think if I can remember it. Um, Your Body Keeps the Score. Mm. And it talks about how the gentleman did um, neurofeedback with uh, trauma victims of PTSD from the from the veteran war. war. So um, whether it be des- domestic abuse or physical trauma, things like the brain doesn't know the difference between physical or emotional trauma. So it gotcha. reacts the same way. That's fascinating. You know, earlier in the show, you said this has been around since the 1960s. Yes. And my little brain uh, uh, that you're wanting to put a swim cap on and measure <laughs> automatically went back to the 1960s when NASA was testing monkeys and they would have them sit in front of a TV screen and show them different images and stuff that they might experience in space mm. to see how that monkey reacted. I don't know if you're familiar with that study or not, but that that's where this all comes from, right? This actually came. Uh, they started research with cats, oh. um, and unfortunately, I didn't think again, cat, I didn't think cats had any emotion. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, they induce seizures in the cats, and they they were doing a research on seizures. Um, so they found that this works to reduce. Um, the length of seizures, the amount of seizures, really? and the intensity of seizures. So I, did, we didn't ask, I didn't even ask about that. So this could help uh, someone that has seizures yes. on a regular basis. Yes. Wow. Now, do you have to have that cap on their head when they're going through a seizure, or can you kick a seizure in with the flashing red light thing, or is that just we're a movie not, thing? We're not inducing anything. Okay. So <laughs> we're past that research stage on that end. Okay. Um, but through the years, they've found, obviously, that it helps with many other things. But with the with a person that has a seizure disorder, um, they will see dysregulated patterns, right? And that's what we'll work with right. on that end and to calm the brain down, basically, because it's with the seizure, it's going out of whack for a certain amount of time, but it also causes it to work in a different way when they're not having a seizure. So, and this might be really stretching it. Uh, can it help people stop smoking? Can it help people stop eat, overeating? It, is it that powerful? So that sounds more like of an addiction type, right. type mentality, right? So yes, that can be, yes, that can be helped on that end too because it may be causing caused by different things to reach for those um, those fixes. So are you, with the addiction part are, and, and the crime part, 
Are you reaching out to the sheriff's departments and the police departments to say, hey, we have a program that might rehabilitate some of your criminals? We wouldn't be able to say rehabilitate, but maybe lessen the impact of, you know, having them make better decisions. Is this part of back in the 60s again? They used to do shock therapy on people's brains to retrain them. And my mom actually had that done and it really messed her up. So that's a bad thing. I'm not a fan for it. So advocate. <laughs> I didn't for that. know if they still did it or not. They, as of 20, what was it? I think she had it done in 05. So, in a way, with your dark screen, light screen, dark screen, light screen, um, that's kind of a, like a, a shock therapy, but safe. It's not shocking because we're not delivering shocks. Okay. No, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's You're not actually electrifying them, no. but, but you're just retraining the brain by visualizing certain things. Yes. And giving, and, and the, if you, if, if they're having a negative thought, you put on a bright screen to give them positive thoughts. Is that, am I understanding that right? It's measuring a brainwave. So when it's measuring a brainwave function, that's working how it should be. So we measure for four different brainwaves, alpha, beta, theta, and delta. So each of those has a different gear. If you liken it to um, going down 95 in fifth gear, you want to be in fifth gear. You don't want to be in first gear. Right. So if, say, delta is first gear, beta is fifth gear, you don't want to be going downtown in fifth gear. So you're wanting to have the right gear at the right time. So if the equipment is measuring a fifth gear when they're supposed to be in gear two, then the screen's going to dim. Gotcha. So, Megan, what a great analogy. That's fantastic. If it's measuring a two and it's supposed to be in a two, then the screen will be bright. I think my wife will tell you I'm always in fifth gear, <laughs> even on 95. Right. <laughs> That's not for you to hear, Sheriff Staley. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, we do. I have reached out to um, local sheriff's departments and things like that, offering services, especially for their officers with how they're dealing with, with the community and what they have to see with the community. Right. So we do offer discounted rates for military and active duty um, police officers and the like. Fantastic. Megan, have you had the brain scan? Oh, yes. I just had one Tuesday. Can you tell us what happened? Or is it under HEPA? Is that all? No, I'm I'm sharing it. So, okay. yeah. Perfect. So, I had one done over a year ago and then I've had sessions between them. We do recommend if somebody's going through training that they have um at least every 3 months um to see the progress and see if we need to change the protocols. But I have um mine has shown a 32% change. Wow. Since my trainings. Mm-hmm. So, that's fantastic. So, how do we schedule an appointment with the Brain Train Center in San Augustine? Well, you can go to the website. It's www.braintraincenters with a s i n c dot com, and you'll go to the St. Augustine page or yeah, St. Augustine page drop down on location. And there's two locations: one's for St. Augustine, one's for St. Augustine Beach. Okay. And my phone number is nine zero four six zero four seven seven five six. Give me that phone number one more time. Nine zero four. Six zero four seven seven five six. I'm absolutely fascinated by this technology because I am. Uh, I, I try to do everything as natural as possible. Yes. Uh, I, I eat celery instead of taking ranadinidine. I, I eat oysters instead of taking pills for pain, uh-huh. aches and pain. So I, I just think this is fascinating. I cannot wait till I get a chance to come up to the Brain Train Skinner 
and get a scan. Yes, that would be great. I, I, Love to have you up there. Yeah, and I'll share my results with everybody. There you go. Yeah, we do provide. <laughs> Unless it's bad. <laughs> Mark's over there smiling. <laughs> well, it just means that you know where to start from, where to work with, yeah. so and how to improve, and you always want to improve. Now, did it, I think I asked you this a while ago in the first part of the show. Blood flow, does it, does it track blood flow to your brain? Because I know that's not. very important. It does not track on that. That's more of an artery thing than it is Correct. a brain thing. Well, I mean, you have the blood flow in the brain, but we don't track the blood flow. Right, exactly. So if you need to reduce anxiety, reduce your stress, reduce insomnia, reduce depression or get rid of depression altogether, um, manage ADHD. Is that the best way to say that one? Well, we manage the symptoms of all of those. So, And autism, that was one that shocked me because that's, that's more of a medical thing that you're born with than anything, right? Or can, Is that really so, manageable? Yes, it can be manageable through, you know, supplementation and, and neurofeedback. We have – that has been studied a lot. Um, there's a few TEDx talks on that, and I'll send you the link later on that, on how um, successful it has been with, with people struggling with autism. And that has been really? my focus right now is to help the, um, people struggling with autism. So that's my focus for this next month. Oh, fantastic. And then chronic pain. Um, I've got some hip problems going. In fact, Thursday I'm going in for a non-surgical procedure uh, to get my hip fixed. But that would have been something I could have probably really used. Well, with that, with the pain part, it's when we're in a fight or flight mode, we're feeling everything all, sometimes to where it's heightened. And this, when we calm down our brain waves, then we don't have as big of an impact with things that may have caused us pain previously or on edge. And then the last one is uh, probably one of the fastest growing medical issues in America today is mental illness. And it can help with that. Well, cognitive struggles. I mean, that's based, the basis of a lot of that is the cognitive struggles and dysregulated brainwave patterns. We're not, we're functioning in a non-optimized state. Right. I'm fascinated. Phone number once again for the Brain Train Center. 904-604-775. My friend, Megan Holder, thank you very much for being on the show this morning. Thank you so much, Kirk, for having me. That's the Business Report. We'll see you next Saturday.